The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Kiss It Goodbye episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 735, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, you're listening to... No, shit. Nah, damn it. Like, this is only my second episode back in how long, and I'm already <laughs> blowing this horribly. Um, no, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Head out to the website at the very minimum. Get on the mailing list. Because here's the deal. Maybe you don't want coffee today. Maybe you're just not in the market for coffee today. But maybe you like cool metal things. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's shirts. Maybe it's mugs. Maybe it's puns on things that are metal. You want to subscribe to that mailing list because you will know when they have special mugs that, trust me, you're not going to find anywhere else. They're going to be metal themed. They're going to be unique. You'll be the envy of all your metal friends. Um, you'll get notifications about special roast. Maybe you don't typically drink coffee, but if Band X put out a special limited run and they're your favorite band, you would want that coffee. Like, I've been very open to the fact that I don't drink coffee, but I do enjoy True Cult coffee. But let me tell you, if they partnered with Gojira, I would be buying that coffee, probably two bags, because I'd probably mm -hmm. drink the first bag and then, like, you know, put the other one in some sort of cube to seal it and preserve it forever. But I digress. So get on the mailing list. Get out there. TrueCultCoffee.com. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's going on, Snowman? Mm, you know, I can totally relate to you when you said, you know, I would keep the keep the bag with Gojira because I um, I ordered the uh, special incantation blend and the special master blend. We drank the coffee on our living room date nights. I still have the bags. Yeah, like it's it's it's, de cool. it's decorating my yeah yeah it's something really cool. It's an awesome uh, keepsake. It 
you know, it's something to, you know, display on your pop culture shelves or something that just, we love it. We absolutely love it. And I've got a piping hot cock of true Cavalts going right now here in my Buffy the Vampire Slayer mug. And, oh, I kind of need it. It has been a hell of a week. I'm sure all of our regular listeners were like, what the fuck, Snowy? Like, the show is late. Like, what's going on here? I don't have my Friday fix of radioactive metal. Well, sorry, everyone, about the delay in getting the show out last week. It just, I have just been sicker than a dog. I was just right out. I couldn't go to my Clark Kent job. I had to blow off some gigs and some friends that I wanted to go see and all that. It's just, it just, it just has, it hasn't been good. Hasn't been good. And all of that, though, was compounded with um, some personal issues here, which I'm not going to get into too, too many details, but I want to give a hello and a shout out and a get well soon, my friend. To my brother, who just yesterday, as we speak, went through brain surgery. Now, were they looking for it? <laughs> Putting one in? Was this an installation? <laughs> no, no. He just kind of had an issue. They had to do a quick CAT scan. Okay, this is this is it. We'll uh, we'll just get in there. Done, and like. Today, when I went to go see him, he was joking around, talking about pretty nurses and, and all of that, which was, you know, oh, that was just, a, you know, it's just a sigh of relief, you know, that if you go through something like this and like my brother, he, man, he's a tough son of a gun. And if he can go through that and still joke around, <laughs> you know, and be an ornery old man as well. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Then, you know you know, things are going to be okay. So that was kind of what was going on in uh, Snowy's world this week. So I want to thank everyone for for their patience, and we'll try to make sure this, this show comes out on time because I think the topic is a little bit timely with what's what's going on in the metal world right now. So we want to get it out as quick as possible. Before we get into our mandatory metal segment, courtesy of the good folks at True Cobalt Coffee, going to do a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning here. It is also today as we speak. It is my brother's son's, my nephew's birthday today. Um, yeah. 35, yeah. 31. I was just guessing. I was pretty yeah, close. He's, 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 he's 31. He's a big, big metal fan. He's a regular listener and big wrestling fan and horror film fan. You know, I taught him well as he was growing up, obviously. And so today, as we speak, is his birthday. Tomorrow, okay is my my daughter's little snowy's birthday. Oh no okay. way. They're that yeah. close. They are th Okay, now you might think okay, well, my nephew might have a year or two or maybe my daughter has a year. No, they are literally 
a day apart. That's crazy. One day apart. Yeah, it was. That's cool. <laughs> it was. I remember um, getting the notice that my sister-in-law was. Now, this is 31 years ago. You know, oh, she's going to the hospital. She's going to have the baby. Okay, great. And then the just a short while after that, I get the phone call. My wife is is going in you know to push her unit out as well so yeah my nephew is exactly a day older they went to the they went through the same high school together and basically grew up together which well, is and hopefully your awesome. daughter refers to him as old man <laughs> yeah probably i'm sure i'm sure she's got something there she has to make light of it yeah, yeah. Because I have friends that are like only, you know, a month or two older than me. Oh, yeah. I won't let them forget it. Well, actually, uh-huh. you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, it's the same thing here. My my wife is a year. No, she's a year and a half older than me. Like, that's it. But. Weren't you guys oh, in yeah. the same grade, I thought? In the same high school. Oh, okay. But, yeah, not not the same grades. But I thought you were in the same We classes. did have. We we did have a few together. Okay. That's just that's just kind of how it worked out, you know, with option courses and all that. Yeah. So. So she's a cougar. <laughs> I wouldn't tell her that. <laughs> yeah, I'm don't tell sure, her I said it either. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a lot of twenty year olds that take one look at her and go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah," but. uh yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't do anything stupid like uh, try to approach her, you guys, because uh, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Sorry, she she barely likes me. Never, <laughs> never, <laughs> never mind some strange guy trying to approach her. Like she would just look at him, like I don't even know why you're talking to me. Go away. Yeah, uh, yeah. So happy birthday all around. Um. Today's mandatory metal track. It was I chose this band because um, on the weekend I was supposed to go see Spectral Wound, an awesome black metal band out of Montreal, is crossing crossing Canada. They had a a sweet sweet time. A Saturday night, the room was going to be packed. It's a Ninja Cat show, you know. I'm all ready to rock and roll, and then, boom, the flu hits me, I'm down, and I had to sit this show out, uh, I was so bummed, so we're going to make it up to all of my friends and homies there that made it out to Spectral Wound, hoping and expecting to see me, wanting to hang out and have a couple drinks, sorry, I couldn't make it, so I'm gonna make it up to you now, we'll drop a track here. From Spectral Wounds, Frigid, and Spellbound. Let's go with the title track for this week's Mandatory Metal for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee.
we've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, bro, what you got? All right, man. So, Wolfpack season finale on Paramount Plus. Ooh. It is the biggest cliffhanger. So, if anyone in the States has access to Paramount Plus, check it out. They have like a free trial period. You could binge all the episodes and be done with it and out because I can't find anything else that I like there. I'm probably going to cancel soon. Mm -hmm. Um, But between that and the Team Wolf movie, great, great content. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, I know it's not in Canada yet. So, hopefully, it will be. However, um, I was learning about a film that debuted, it was either Netflix or Amazon Prime Canada and didn't hit the States. I was ticked because um, the actress is an actress from The Order, the show that you and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And she actually grew up in Winnipeg. And I'm curious, like, like I, I should have looked her up more to now, now that I know, you know, how old your daughter and your nephew are. Um, it is possible that she would have been in school when they were, because I think she's right around that age. Okay. But then she ended up doing Disney Channel stuff and all sorts of things. But um, she's in some movie. Uh, now I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, I was ticked because, like, um, I, I really liked her in The Order. I've seen her in Disney Channel movies and things when I watch it with my kids. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this will be like. And so I went to watch it, and I can't find it because it's only in Canada. So it does happen to us here in the States occasionally. <laughs> okay. Not as often as you guys. But <clears throat> all right. Final 50 Kiss shows are coming up, but we're going to talk about that a little bit more just in a few minutes. So that is a preview of coming topics here. And... Uh, you know that I am crazy for kaiju. Of right? course. I, I love yeah. my Godzilla. I love my giant monsters. And there's this site called Woot.com that John from Iron City Rocks introduced me to forever ago now. And they do these crazy shirts. And one of the cool shirts I found years ago was a Gozer head, where they took the Motorhead logo, <laughs> but they used like um, Zool and, you know, like it was the Motorhead logo and all this sort of stuff. So they do fun mashups like that. So they had this cool King Ghidorah shirt and a cool Rodan shirt. And I mm-hmm. have ordered both of those. Um, and the Rodan shirt, I also ordered a duplicate for my son because we are going to wear them tomorrow to a special Fathom Events showing one night only across the U.S. It's Godzilla Tokyo SOS. It's a 2004 film, first time being shown in the States, and they're even going to show a short that's never been shown in theaters in the States before, um, Godzilla vs. Gigan Rex. Oh, okay. Dude, I'm so excited. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Like, cannot wait. Cannot wait. So that's tomorrow as, we were, as we're recording this. So by the next time, I'll be able to talk about it. Yeah. And to get ready, I've been, you know, watching old Godzilla films as well as other kaiju. Um, one of my other favorite Japanese monster movie characters is Gamera. The giant turtle. Of course, of course, yeah. And I've talked about like the um, the famous monsters shirt and hoodie I have that has Godzilla versus Gamera because like that's my dream movie someday, someday it's gonna uh-huh. happen, you know. Um, 
but Guts or Gamera is available on Amazon Prime. And I, I I don't know if it's all of them, but it's a lot. Like they have the original 1965, um, no subtitles, which is pretty cool. So I'm just kind of watching the whole thing in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then they have the 66 movie and there's a bunch of others, I think, including the reboot. So I'm going to start going through those. And that's been a fun time. Um, I got a fun shirt from this site I've talked about before called Future Monsters. Okay, yeah. And um, it is it's the it's it's a picture of like the vampire teeth with a lightning bolt through them. <laughs> you know, like the, the old vampire teeth you get as a kid. Um, so I got one of those shirts, and then I got some fun socks with um. Frankenstein on them. Okay. So, you know, so that, that, that stuff's been fun. But then today, just today, and I'm still watching this because it's a long video, uh, HM2 Cult released, and I sent you this link in our group chat, mm-hmm. um, the HM2 Encyclopedia video. It opens up with what Boss offers, and I love how brutally honest he is, where he does not like the boss reissue of the HM2. And it's, no? it's fun. He's like, it's 99% there. <laughs> like they're missing some mid range frequencies. He's like, and I can't figure out why, because it's their own pedal. Just copy it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you should have all the specs. This isn't hard. <laughs> but uh-huh. isn't, isn't that funny though, when you have companies that get famous for something and they can't reproduce it. Yeah, you would think they would have the inside track. Yeah, because they made them from like 86 to 92. And, you know, obviously when people are collecting boss pedals, everybody always wants the Japanese version, right? But there's not a lot of Japanese pedals out there because at a certain point they, you know, switch from building them in Japan. So, like, I think my original HM2 is Taiwan. I don't think I have a single Japanese made one. But my original HM2 sounds awesome. It was from 86, probably, like 86, 87, somewhere in there. And, um, yeah, like I said, they made them up to 1992, because I remember the music store I was working at ordering them in, you know, because it was the HM2. We had to have one, so I loved it. And then later, in the 90s, like mid-90s, you could get them for like 25 bucks used. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, and I think what would be fun for us to do sometime, and I don't know how we do it. I don't know if we do it in this show. I don't know if I have you come over and we do like a special signal to noise, quote unquote, episode. You know, I resurrect that because I would like to talk about how music gear that doesn't have great market appeal creates genres of music right Hmm. and so Mm -hmm. so an example um that doesn't necessarily apply to this show um but kind of does later is the roland 808 drum machines when Mm -hmm. you know the digital craze was happening all these synths roland puts out this drum machine sounds nothing like drums nothing Mm -hmm. right not at all so people get them they try them they go to the pawn shops. Cheap. Nobody wants them. So who picks them up? 
hip hop kids. Right. These guys pick these things up. They're like, hey, this sounds cool. We can make some cool beats. And and that becomes the sound of hip hop. And now all of a sudden, these things that were dirt cheap, everybody wants. And then uh, um, another example is Kurt Cobain and his Jaguars and Jagstangs, well, Mustangs and all those guitars. Nobody gave a crap about those guitars. They are going through like their second or third resurgence right now. But the oh, reason wow. that Kurt Cobain had them is because they were cheaper than other guitars. You could get them dirt cheap at pawn shops. I remember seeing old ones in the you know early nineties, but before you know Nirvana really hit, cheap. Nobody wanted them, and so you had all these Seattle grunge bands going to the pawn shops buying these guitars cheap that nobody wanted, and then now, boom! Once they hit, the, the prices skyrocket. Same mm-hmm. thing with the HM2. Nobody wanted them. Nobody wanted them. Nobody cared. N- nobody liked the sound. But Swedish death metal happened, right? Left hand path, or um, like Slaughter when they did Up All Night used it, <laughs> right? I, I will never ever not get that jab in there. But um, <laughs> but the Canadian Slaughter, right? Uh-huh. Um, they use it, and then it becomes a big deal and it's, it's this another subculture hit, right? So these pedals that I could get for $25 are now suddenly, you know, $200. And it's just a very interesting cycle to me. And where would the sound like, where would that genre of music be without that pedal? Would it have been a different type of pedal? You know, even like think about Nirvana, would there have been a different guitar is associated with like it's, these these iconic things happen because you know people make a product that fails but then it gets a second life. Oh, here's another great example. Um, Steve Vai, do you remember when he joined White Snake in the like eighty nine ninety? Yeah, he wasn't he for this with there with the self titled record? No. Well, yes, Passion and Warfare. Yep, that also happened around the same time. Okay, my white snake basically is slided in the self-titled and one of the first records when gotcha. they were absolute nobodies. That kind of that's okay. kind of it. well, late eighties, right? Late eighties, Vi joins White Snake. He's got Passion Warfare Fair coming out. And, you know, he's the hottest thing since sliced bread. So mm-hmm. Guitar for the Practicing Musician puts out a three-part poster um, across three issues of Steve I, but you're also going to get a glimpse of this new guitar he's created. Ooh, and it's the Ibanez nice. Universe, the, the seven string, right? So the Universe comes out. It comes out in those crazy colors, the bright you know, late 80s colors, the 90s, you know, the, like the, the desert yellow, the neon greens, and my personal favorite, intergalactic puke, right? The multicolored one. <laughs> That's a bad name. Oh, exactly, right? <laughs> but so those come out, and like from, from a design standpoint and thinking as a guitarist, it's brilliant. But guess what? Nobody likes them. They're big, they're clunky, it's a pain in the ass. What the fuck do I do with this extra low string? Right? And so those come out, 
hit the pawn shops cheap. And who picks those up? Come on, man. You know this one. I'll give you a hint. It starts with a K, ends with an Orn. Ah, okay. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) So, Korn gets a hold of these guitars that nobody wants. They tune them down a whole step, so the low B now becomes a low A, and that essentially becomes the new metal sound. Now, not only does everybody want seven-string guitars, the value of those original universes skyrockets. Um, Ibanez has a whole nother renewed market for seven-strings, and now it, it's gotten so crazy, we're up to like nine-string guitars. Holy jeez. Yeah, yeah, because like I remember when the eight-string came out, I'm like, okay. You guys are on crack. This is a fad. <laughs> Son of a bitch, we've got nine string. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? You know? So, but but just, I am fascinated by how that whole cycle works. When a product comes out and fails, and then it gets picked up by somebody else at the pawn shop who's not going to use it for what it was built for. And that's the key, Right. Is they're not using it as it was intended. It's that creative artist side taking over. Like, oh, what can I do with this? And and that's that's just beautiful to me. Sorry, that was a very long ta- tangent. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That if you didn't do it, we wouldn't have any gear talk on this show at all. And uh, like that's that's it's metal. It's gear. It it's, is man. Yeah. Like imagine imagine what. You know, metal would be like if, uh, like, we weren't geared, like, the, the musicians didn't know their shit. If they weren't as talented as they are and weren't total gearheads, like, it would be a whole different ball game. And I I like the game we're playing right now. So, well, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm, 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 I'm glad you brought it up. Do you remember um, a TV series called Bones? Oh yeah, yeah. Did, Angel. You ever, did you ever watch it with with David Boreanaz? David Boreanaz, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if anyone has seen my personal Facebook page, um, Boreanaz and Emily Dejanel are the the profile picture because years ago, my daughter set me up with a Facebook account, and she said, "Here, you like bones? I'm going to put this picture on." And you can change it whenever you want. Let's just get a picture out there now. And I've always, I just left it there because that, I when I see that picture, I think of Mrs. Snowy and I. That kind of represents her and I together. So I always left that picture there for like how many years? Well, 16 years now. Um, anyways, um, we've been binging the Bone series because when I, when I was enjoying it, I only got through the first couple seasons, but the, but the misses kind of went on and all that. So I'm getting caught up just recently. I think we're in season of four now, and this is long in the past. So like, I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything here. You as a guitarist would, would you, well, you would appreciate this, but you would also be swearing and chucking things at your TV set because a 57 Les Paul 
was used as a murder weapon. Oh. <laughs> I did that too. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I've never played a, a guitar in my life, but I can appreciate that. And when, you know, they're, they have this, this, this Les Paul that's now broken and they have to reconstruct it because it's a murder <sighs> weapon. Yeah. And, and those guitars that. break I, easily I, anyway. I, and I'm just cringing. And I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, 57 Les Paul. Yeah. Oh, holy jeez. I need to cry. But wow. that reminds me of a joke. So okay. um, a lady kills her husband and she's brought up on charge. She's before the judge. And, you know, they're arguing the case. And it's, a, you know, the defense um, or rather the prosecutor's like, your honor, um, this lady beat her husband to death with his guitars. And the judge looks at her and says, first offender. She says, no, your honor, first a Gibson, then the fender. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But I'll change. Right. I love that one. (laughs) There you go. I got to remember that one. Hey, and how about I am today years old when I realized that Emily Deschanel is the older sister of Zoe Deschanel. Zoe, yeah, I know. I don't know what kind of genes were in that family, but holy jeez. Eh, probably Jordash. You know, her parents are from the 80s. <laughs> probably, yeah. You know. Uh, no, no, for sure. For sure. What else you got? That's everything, man. What's going on with you? Okay, and myself with my metal fix here. I did manage to, uh, you know, before the Black Plague hit me, I did manage to uh, hit the record shops, uh, grab some really cool vinyl. First of all, the um, double, and this is going back to 78, the double vinyl from... uh, the original Superman movie with Christopher Reeve. No. Music conducted by no. with by John the John Williams. Oh. You know. And I had Superman too. Do you have that in front of you? You're now. Yeah, I do. I got um, it right here. So this is the nerd me. By any chance does it say what studio it was recorded in? Uh let's see. Uh and what's in what symphony he used? Uh, I'm trying to see. Perform the London Symphony Orchestra, recorded at Anvil Recorders in Denham, England. Okay, I, so I was hoping for the London Symphony Orchestra, but I was really hoping for Abbey Road. because uh-huh. um, when I was watching one of the documentaries on Abbey Road, I found out that John Williams really likes using their live room for scoring. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. I was today years old when I learned that. Yeah, that's some good. Oh, dude, I geek out on that stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Were you, okay, you're my age, so you would be about that age. You're familiar with the Canadian um, sketch comedy program, uh, SCTV? I am, yes. Okay, of course. That's where John Candy, Joe Flaherty, um, Harold Ramis... Uh, Dave, Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis. Okay. A lot of those guys got their start in this fictitious TV station called Second City TV, SCTV. Okay. One of the characters was 
Joe Flaherty's Count Floyd. Do you remember Count Floyd? It's very scary. I do not. And I feel like I should, but no, I (laughs) don't remember that at all. Okay, well, Count Floyd was their resident uh, TV host. Okay. Okay, and he was a vampire and and the whole the the whole stick. Joe Flaherty was absolutely amazing in it. Now I knew back in the early eighties that Bob and Doug McKenzie had an album, the Great White North album. You know, with the the single takeoff with with uh Getty Lee from Rush and their whole stand up routine and all that. It's just it's a classic Canadian album. I had no idea until it was um, when uh, the good folks at Old Gold Vintage Vinyl posted something, you know, a couple days, you know, they put out all their new albums uh, Friday morning. Well, Thursday night, he posts, ah, we got a bunch of these records and all that. And I see, it's like, is that a Count Floyd album? holy shit i had no idea that this record existed and all that i wasn't good i wasn't going to be able to make it down there for friday because of the whole work thing which is really starting to piss me off now it's inter- <laughs> this whole work thing is interfering with my record shopping and concerts those jerks and all that. i know i know so i couldn't get there until opening saturday morning like the next day i opened the door you know, hey, Snowy, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, great. Before I really had a chance to say anything to anyone, there it was. The Count Floyd album still on their new arrival rack. And I had no idea this Dude, thing awesome. even existed. <laughs> Holy shit. And so obviously I'd never even heard it. Yeah. Totally. And... It could have been the worst record ever made, and it wouldn't have mattered because it's a goofy comedy record of a fictional character. <laughs> so yeah. it, it could have been the worst thing ever, and you wouldn't know if it was or not because, well, it's Count Floyd. <laughs> you know, like all of our, all of my Canadian, all of the Canadian listeners. You know, that grew up on SCTV when they were a kid as well. They're going, fuck, man. Snowy, where did you get this record and all that? I didn't know it existed either. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I just, I immediately grabbed it, shelled out. And it's, 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 uh, it's, it's fantastic. So it's, so it's only a four song EP. Like I said, no idea it even existed, but hey. Uh, it's just one of those finds. You know, Dude, that you're, you're, you're in the record shop and you find that really cool, obscure record or one that you didn't think you would ever find. It just you, you, you can't get that streaming. It's just, you know, and hey, record store day coming up as well. I, know, Every, I can't you wait. Know, yeah. Everyone go back to last week's episode. Give that a spin because we always have a good time talking about the upcoming releases um the new decibel magazine well, okay hang on i want to pause you for just a second so i can break your heart for a minute oh so i had to look up this denim you know studios in london or denim england or whatever it was anvil studios mm-hmm. um and i'm like wow like what is this right now I, how have i never heard of it so 
Um, not only was Superman recorded there, uh-huh. so was Star Wars. <laughs> okay. So was The Empire Strikes Back. Ah. Now, the studio was purchased in 1980 by a developer and demolished in 1981. Holy jeez. What the hell? And it was a business park. So... <sighs> All that history, all that magic that uh-huh. you and I are just totally geeking out about, plowed over for progress. Wow. wow. It makes me want to cry. Yeah, it's probably condos or a fucking parking lot. Or... Well, it's it's funny. You're, you're dead on. It's actually now luxury flats. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which that's what's going to be like about my, you know, the my my Winnipeg listeners here and our long long time listeners know the where I used to speak about the zoo, the club, the zoo. Oh no, 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 no! So Please, many no. awesome, so many awesome shows, so many memories, such a big part of not just Winnipeg but Canadian hard rock history. And it got sold. Dave, you know, bless him, but he had to retire sometime. You know, he gave it up. He sold it, went into retirement, and it's going to be condominiums. All right. Just, you need to buy a condo there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to. And better yeah. yet, not only do you need to buy a condo there, like you and like. 20 other people from the scene need to buy a condo there and then have house shows. Mm-hmm. There we are. There we are. Which I was ribbing my wife yesterday. It's, it's, it's an old joke that I want to buy the Amityville Horror House. Okay. Just, just, just to have it. If I win the lottery, that's going to be one of those gratuitous lottery purchases. Sure enough. There was something came across my Facebook that the house is back up for sale again, and it's been marked. It's been marked down a couple hundred thousand now. A couple hundred to, thousand. Like, it's still in the yeah. millions, right? Well, it's nine hundred ninety. Yeah, it's it's almost a million now. And it's like, oh, look, love, the house is back up for sale. <laughs> and I like to tease her how how we're gonna move in there. We're gonna buy it. We're gonna move there. We're gonna move in. And she's like, nope. You're moving yourself. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So my ongoing thing is I want to buy it and turn it into a, um, a house show venue. Oh, could you imagine? That would be fantastic. Like, because everyone would love to go and spend an evening inside the Amityville Horror House. Yeah. Okay, right? for starters. But, I mean, you know. just think about bands that you would probably get to play there that would never play a house show in their lives that's that's true enough that's true enough just just to say that that they did it for starters alice cooper oh yeah oh for sure you know he would he'd film a video a live video there you know (laughs) you know um oh for sure for sure Maybe maybe let's don't dive too much into this how let's we save this for a topic? Oh, I think that's a great idea. Bands we want to see, not just at the Amityville Horror House, but would be really cool to see in a house show environment, because I've got one coming up at the end of the month. On a Monday, 
I got a house show on a Monday coming up. It's going to be super sweet. And maybe we take it a step further and we think of other famous houses that would be a great Ooh, house, house show oh, There we go. There we go. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's get that going through our our little brains here. Right, I'm writing one down now so I don't forget. <laughs> okay, great. Yes. Yes, yes. The New Disciple magazine came out, or Decibel as it's properly pronounced. And apparently this is my second to last issue in my subscription. The missus is already poking me. You know, we better re-up. We better re-up. You're going to miss something. You're going to miss something. But no, 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 no. Probably as soon as we're done here, we'll, uh, we'll get it going. Really impressed. Once again... You know, it's it's always a it's always a fantastic read. Um, really, really impressed that um, the cover story is um, the hardcore band Jesus piece. Like I never, I never thought I would ever see the day like they would be on the cover of a metal magazine. But then I found out as I'm flipping through it, I'm reading it. Their new record um, is uh, coming out on Century Media. If it's not if if it's not already, and it's like that's that's interesting. That's interesting. It's always it's it's always because being an old timer like myself, and there was always that divide between hardcore and metal in the eighties. You remember it too. Yeah. It, it, that just doesn't exist anymore. And I'm so happy. I'm so I'm so glad for that and it's not even because everybody gets along now it's just because um nobody can tell the difference anymore (laughs) (laughs) well then that would be the through the hard work of bands like corrosion of conformity dri um and then late later on you know in the 90s there were so so many great uh metal actual real metalcore bands like all out war I'm not talking Shadows Fall and As I Lie Dying and Unearth. All that stuff is good, but that's that what they call that's not real metalcore. But that's my old man's soapbox. So I'm going to step down off of that. Um, finally, before we get into some tunes here, I have a new favorite band. Okay. These... Um, the more mature Archie worlds, the uh, the Afterlife with Archie comics, the Vampironica, the the Jughead, the, the yeah, the J- Jughead, the Hunger, and of course the Sabrina and Riverdale TV shows. This more mature Archie worlds have re- reignited my love of classic Betty and Veronica. Okay, and. Um, a new issue, a one-off issue of Betty and Veronica, Friends Forever. I was in the comic book shop, and I snapped this up immediately because the the synopsis of this one-off issue is Betty B and V have formed the band Rock Candy with this awesome new drummer named Jola Kitt. And I can tell, right, even though she wasn't a drummer, Jola Kitt is totally based off of Joan Jett. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I just love this, love this comic. I even called up my buddies and shit happens. Okay, longtime listeners know who we're talking about there. Good friends of mine. Called them up. I said, "Sorry, guys, I got a new favorite band, <laughs> Rock Candy, Candy with an Eye." Oh, absolutely fantastic stuff. I hope they do more one-offs and um, Jola Kit becomes like a regular now in the Archie verse, shall we say. But let's get into some tunes here, shall we say. One of, this, one of the awesome bands that made the 80s so cool was the French metal band Sortilege. Their Metamorphosis record was absolutely fantastic. They put out two versions, one in English, one in French, and you gotta go, you gotta, you gotta go with the French version. Sortilege are back. Okay, God actually got picked up the good folks at um, Seasons of Mist. Their new record, um, Apocalypso, is now available, and I'm really digging what I what I'm hearing. I love the fact there are so many great bands, you know, from from the '80s, you know, and especially from the the new wave of British heavy metal scene that are still around or they took time off but they came back and they're killing it just like they did when they were 20 and this record is right up there so without further ado new sort with vampire Pas de douleur, alors surtout n'ayez 
Thanks to that awesome new issue of Decibel magazine, I discovered an awesome new band, which I should have known this because we've had Tony Foresta, he of uh, Municipal Waste and Iron Reagan, a good friend of the show. We've had him on many times before and we will have him on again. He's got a new um, side project band, shall we say, with Don't Make Me try to pronounce his last name, but the drummer of Cannibal Corpse. Okay. Their new band, Heaven's Gate, dropped their debut record recently from Beach Impediment Records. I love that. That's 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 absolutely fantastic. And that's that one just took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just like um, Tony's voice. Like, you just know it. Like, you could take his voice, put it over an old Phil Collins song or something, and you would know Fresta's voice. It's just, it is so unique. And it's just so him. And he just, he just doesn't get enough. His bands get a lot of praise from fans and, and, and all that. But, like, his voice like needs needs that extra shout out so good to see tony back kick killing it with some awesome new music i can't wait till one of his projects gets up here so something true and dear to you my friend is kiss absolutely uh, yeah so what exactly did you have in mind with tonight's discussion well, this is it right now. When this started, however many years ago at this point, because, you know, the pandemic slowed everything down. But you and I sat down and speculated probably somewhere in 2018 or 2019 about, one, is this really it? Mm -hmm. Right, for the end of the road tour. Um, and 
you know, what do we think about these shows and that sort of stuff. And I saw two, um, I saw two shows on, on the tour, both in 2019, one in Pittsburgh, one here in Charleston. And I almost saw one in Columbia. Man, was it like early 2020 before everything went to heck? Um, because I was going to take my daughter, and the last minute she changed her mind, and oh. of, of course now she's uh, kicking herself, kicking herself. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I should have just drug her to it, but she says, "Yeah, no, you're going. Trust yeah. me. Trust me." Kiss has <laughs> announced the final fifty shows. Right. Right. Because before um, the pandemic happened, they had the final shows pretty much lined up. They were going to finish in New York where they started. And that's where this ends. Right. So it starts in April. And then it ends on on, uh, July. Ends on December 2nd in Madison Square Garden. Two nights. Mm -hmm. December 1st and 2nd. Two nights. First and 2nd. Yeah. Now. Here's here's the really cool thing, because when this tour started, people had said, hey, they should do this anyway. But 1973 is when KISS started. Now it's 2023. They are calling it 50 years later. Mm-hmm. So they are making it to the 50th anniversary of being a band, right? And putting in these final uh, shows. I really believe this this is going to be the final tour. Like, there might be the occasional one-off show. Oh, there will be, yeah. And I would personally, as a fan, request um, that they do the Asylum Tour or the Animalized Tour, you know? <laughs> right. Like, do, do that as a special, you know, fly-in event. Like, hey, we're doing two nights here. Or, dude, do a Vegas residency that is the Animalized Tour, Right. You know, even if it's just like a week of shows, two weeks of shows, whatever, like a short residency, it doesn't have to be these three month things. But so one, um, they will be in Winnipeg, I believe. Let me make sure I got this right here. Mm -hmm. They will be in Winnipeg in November on November 15th. November 15th. Yeah. The Life Center. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other fun dates. So what I want to talk about before we get to the uh, the Canada date is if you could go to let's say let's say you could pick any two shows outside of you know your hometown uh, and go to those shows, what would they be like? Like what what dates would you want to see and why? Okay, as I'm going through this, uh, they're doing June June fifteenth in France Hellfest. Wow. Yeah. I, I just scrolled to that right now. Yeah, that's a uh like that's that's a huge festival with not just bigger bands, but some more underground thrash death bands. It's pretty much the whole the whole gamut. I think that would be uh uh you know, because it's not just it's not just KISS, it's a whole festival. Right. So that that works out really well. Um the O2 Arena, July 4th in London, which I believe that's yeah. the old Wembley Arena. I believe you're right. The the history, the concerts that yeah. the Wembley Arena, every time I opened up a Krang or a Metal Hammer or a Metal Forces, you know, there was always some awesome show at the Wembley Arena. 
and all that. So yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be one of my faves. Yeah, dude. That that see, I'm, I'm with you. The O2 Arena would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the and... one that really grabbed me. I need to scroll back up here because I lost the date. It was right around. It was right around Hellfest. I thought. Yeah, there it is. June twenty second, Berlin, Germany. Okay. And I would want to see them there for <clears throat> so many crazy reasons, right? One of them being the fact that um, they have to change the logo when they're in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. I remember first reading about that in Cream Magazine when I yeah. was a kid. Okay. And I'm like, well, why? And it was like, okay, because in Germany they really cramped down, and justifiably so, they cramped down on all of their their uh references and anything to do with nazi germany right i understand that but even as a even as a kid i i, I understood that but then i just have pictures of the the two s's in kiss i never would have put that together like that was those were swastikas never. no someone someone had to have noticed that and then really reached well yeah and and you know. let's and the other reason is because um, Gene and Paul are both Jewish. That's another thing. Yeah, right. like there is no way that they said, "Oh, we're gonna have hidden Nazi symbols in our moniker." Yeah, and, <laughs> you know. And I know Gene's mom and dad escaped the Holocaust, and I'm pretty sure Paul's parents did too, right? But I mean, like these are. Two two people that grew up with relatives with tattoos on their arms of numbers, right? right? Like uh-huh. like this is serious stuff, and so you know if you have two Jewish people, like the last thing that people growing up in that environment are going to choose are going to be anything that looks like the SS, right? So mm. so to your point, it's a stretch, but knowing that they're both Jewish. Right. Knowing what their families went through and, you know, Berlin just being such the hotbed of activity for everything over the years and the Berlin Wall and all that sort of stuff. I just think it would be an amazing historic moment to see one of the final 50 Kiss shows in Berlin, you know, Ah, especially to have two, you know, Jewish men whose families survived the Holocaust um, have an arena full of, you know, German people and probably people from all over the globe screaming their heads off for them. You know, I yeah. feel like you couldn't get a big, bigger middle finger to the Nazis than that. Oh, for sure. You for know. sure. Wow. You just blew my mind there. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I did one well, also like, cause I have German roots myself and I've always wanted to go to Germany and just, I, I just think that would just be like an amazing, amazing thing. You know, all that. <clears throat> so let's, scroll down then like my my other one and this is going to be cliche and i don't care but i would want to see either of the final madison square madison square garden shows mm-hmm. yeah um i've always wanted to see a show of the garden and everyone's like oh it's not that big i'm like i don't care okay like, yeah do you understand <laughs> the musical history of the garden do you understand what it was like growing up and reading stories about music acts at the garden mm-hmm Oh, and, Scott, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say not not just music, but as a sports fan, as yeah. a pro wrestling fan, it's the Garden, right? Like, 
<laughs> it's but, just the idea of Kiss. Okay, that's the that is the most famous arena in the world. Yeah. Oh, Scott okay. That's, Ian, that's what they call it. Yeah. Scott Ian saw his first Kiss show at the Garden. Okay, right on. I would want to see my last Kiss show. At the place where Scott Ian saw his first Kiss show. There we go. Like, how cool yeah. is that, right? And then, also, Madison Square Garden is very significant because Paul and Gene both talked about, you know, in the early days of Kiss, like, well, honestly, in, in the days of Wicked Lester, right? Right. That, you know, they would be doing deliveries to the garden for their odd jobs or going past it for their odd jobs. And they look at the garden and be like, I'm going to play there one day. And not only have they played there once, they've played there several times, and they're going to finish there. Right on. Like, that's right on. that's historic to yeah, me. Yeah. And it, it, see how that goes around? It, 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 goes, it goes full circle. It, it's a fantastic idea of ending up there. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. All right. I'm going to click on tickets for the Winnipeg show because i want to see what this okay. costs yeah I've i'm assuming got... you've looked already yeah yeah uh, and i don't i don't have tickets yet i'm i okay and they like when they first announced it i was like uh just don't price me out gene you know what i mean like oh, don't my goodness. don't don't make them too expensive because <sighs> i have never seen what i call classic kiss whether it's from the 70s or with uh, Thayer and Singer now. Wait, you didn't see the reunion tour in 96? No, no. I've never seen so classic Kiss or like the only time I've ever seen Kiss live was um, Crazy Nights. And that's not even their best 80s tour. And I know some people will tell me that's blasphemy, but, um, you know, that's how I feel. Who opened on that tour? That that's that's why oh. I went. It was, it was the Among the Living album. Oh, you got that one? And that's why I went. Yeah. Oh. I, and I was still a Kiss fan. Oh, I'm you so know. jealous. That's well, funny. it's the first time I saw Anthrax, and the one and only time, I guess, leading up to this final tour. You know, and at the top of the hop, I said, "Kiss it goodbye?" Question mark. Is this really the last tour? But you know. Okay, so the cheapest tickets I'm seeing so far are $88.25 Canadian, which is yeah. $10 American. Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> I could resist. Uh, um, trust me, we make that same joke. Yeah, so that's crazy to me. That that's that's, that's nosebleeds. Right. That's oh, yeah, deck. yeah, that's way up there right now. Yeah. Getting like some decent seats, like decent, you know, where I'd be like, oh yeah, you'd still probably be able to see. Um, you might as well go for the floor because the floor is two ninety three, and then to even get like in the wings where you could be fairly close are also two ninety three. Uh yeah, a little bit closer. Like still, it's still kind of out out there, but. A little bit closer. What I refer to as like the next best after the nosebleeds. Yeah. They range from one sixty five to two thirty five. Yeah. And which there's some as is, high as six sixty two. Uh yeah, yeah. Like right there on the floor, and it's probably first 
three rows or whatever yeah up to like 660 some bucks see that's not even on the floor these ones i'm seeing they're 662 are to the left of the stage oh okay well then that's that's probably all that they have left the floor is probably like gone no the the floor there are 100 tickets left on the floor 293 oh okay yeah well i don't Think I'll be shelling out three hundred. Oh yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a show. Okay, I want to go now. Mrs. Snowy, like she's kind of had enough of the brutal death metal shows and the hardcore punk shows and all that. It's it's just not her thing though. But she still enjoys, you know, the melodic hard rock, the melodic metals, and then even when you get into the anthrax and king diamond and all that like she she digs stuff like that kiss is a band okay this this is something that she can get into and she would probably enjoy it uh she would take one look at these tickets tickets and say have fun you go i'm not i'm not shelling out you know you ready for this this. okay you could see kiss there are these tickets are still available Row two, seat eighteen. You'd be almost dead center. Only sixteen hundred dollars Canadian. <laughs> oh, that's one of those lottery winnings thing because 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 I've 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 often said I need to win the lottery. I don't need a big fancy house. I don't need an you know ex- expensive clothes and a fancy sports car and all that i need to take all my friends to concerts and for something like this yeah sixteen hundred dollars is a lot but if you win the 40 million dollar lottery why not grab 20 of those and oh, take dude. 20 of your friends I'll, I'm with you know you. like if, if i if i got like the 40 million dollar lottery i would absolutely be uh, dude you, me, and John and Iron City Rocks would be going to the last two shows in New York City. For oh, for sure, for sure. That that's that's absolutely what I would. I would, do. and I would need a week in New York because we have friends in New York and New Jersey, and there are so many awesome clubs as well. Yeah. I would need a week or two. Yeah, we do that in New York. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So. This is interesting, these ticket prices. Well, now, I mean, I'm a glutton for punishment. Do you want to go see what um, New York City Mass (laughs) Square Guard costs? I'm going to look at December 2nd, see if there's anything left. Because that is the final, final show. Uh, Okay. Yeah. There are still tickets left. Oh, really? I thought it would be sold out. Oh, holy shit. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> Did you see the cheapest ticket? Like, uh, oh my see. god, dude! No, I'm kind of letting you do okay. this. So the cheapest ticket that I'm seeing is four hundred eighty-five dollars. Holy shit! Come on, this is what I mean by pricing me out, Gene. Fortunately, you didn't do it up here, but the, the nosebleeds. Is oh, far oh, it gets worse. I just found two nosebleed oh. tickets for sixteen hundred apiece. Holy jeez. Right, okay. Let's, let's have so some that's, fun here. That's the cheap seats. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there is one seat available in section B, about 14 rows back, $2,583. Uh, 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 uh. 
Well, I don't know where you and John would be sitting, but yeah, okay, that's where. <laughs> well, and, and here's the deal. Most of the seats that are available for sale are verified resale. So it has sold out, right? Oh, okay. Like, like there are that's one, why. two, three, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, there's maybe 10 tickets that haven't been purchased, right? Oh, okay. And All of right. those 10 tickets, $1,800 on the floor, um, up in the stands, $1,100, not quite the nosebleeds, but further away, that would be $1,000. So um, <laughs> you're, you're talking for this final show, like, especially the, at this point, you're, you're not going for under 500 Right. You know, especially by the time like fees and all that sort of stuff. You know, like you're not you're not going for under five hundred a piece. Um, but let me tell you, there are two verified resales in the uh, front row that are thirteen thousand a piece. Wow. Okay. And if, Resale, if I won the lottery, I would do it. Yeah, that's the gratuitous purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally do that. Which my wife would be good with that because, okay, well, at least he's he's buying exorbitant cough concert tickets and not spending and not, it all on hookers and blow or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. I like how you said said not spending all of it. <laughs> yes, some it. of it's earmarked, but not that's all right. of it. I, you know, I need some hooker and blow money. Come yeah, on, just, it's just a little, not much. You know, but um, like seriously, like again. If I hit the lottery, not only would I do those two tickets, I would also at that price, and because this is already so ridiculous, I would also um, get the package where I get one of Gene's stage played basses. Really? Oh hell yeah! Because I think that's like another ten grand easily. Oh shit! And I'm sure it's at least that much for this show. So I mean, if I've hit the lottery and I'm already getting ridiculous, I might as well go for the full go month. all in yeah you know holy shit i go for the full month dude okay well now I, I, again now it's just morbid curiosity what if we look at december 1st okay not the second last oh lord okay so this one's cheaper we can get there for 316 oh okay oh here's some tickets for 289 that's okay mm-hmm well I, okay, that's okay. Like, like compared compared to thirteen thousand, yes. that's like nothing, right? Okay, so this is fun. All right, so okay, so we we have looked at the New York tickets. Where uh, of these last fifty dates, where do you think the che cheapest tickets are? Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a good thing I haven't been drinking this this episode because I don't know what I would be um, pulling the credit card out to order. Then <laughs> <laughs> we get we get the credit card bill, and Mrs. Snowy is like, "Um, I, I seem to have two airline tickets to England, <laughs> two 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 kiss tickets. Um, what what's going on here?" I don't know, dear. I... Why can't you just be normal? <laughs> you know that. Oh, the cheapest. 
What do you think? What city? Okay, logic tells me it it has to be like in South America, like in Chile or Brazil or something, but in Colombia. Just because it's just that 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 area of the world, while it's not exactly it's not third world, you know, but it's still it's not like there's a lot of yeah, but there's such a dedicated hard rock and metal fan base there, okay. and they'll they'll charge. I know I'm overthinking this. Well, I yeah. I just clicked on Germany for fun. Okay. We could get a ticket for Berlin, right? That one of the okay. iconic cities I'd like to see then, for roughly a hundred bucks American. Really? Yeah. Roughly. And again, I, I'm I, I I've Googled the, the conversion. I'm doing a very rough conversion in my head. Um, but because at first I looked at it, I'm like, holy shit! And then I'm like, wait a second, let me let me let me do some conversions. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. That's not. That's, that's yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Now. I'd be curious to know what the European audience thinks, right? But I mean, you know, here I'm like, huh. Okay, so what was your guess then for, for cheapest? What did you pick? Did you pick somewhere in Spain or Brazil or something like that? Well, yeah, South I was America. kind of thinking, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Just uh, the capital of Brazil, Brasilia. Brasilia. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Let's is, let's go with that. Buenos Aires. Oh, oh, I'd like to see that. Okay, hang on. We'll go both. So Brasilia. Let's see here. Tickets, Kisty Percival on the 18th. Thank goodness that I have been studying other languages. It helps. It I, helps. Yeah, because like I'm not using Translate on any of these, and I could be doing way worse. <laughs> I could be doing way worse. Okay. Now, what the hell is an R? Like, what is a Brazilian currency here? Uh. Okay. No, a ruble is it's not a ruble, Russia. That's Russia. A rupee? Is that? I don't know. I, I I I hope Max Cavalier is not listening to this right now. And like, what the fuck, you guys? How come you don't know this? I know. That's honestly, yeah. That's the guy we need to be having this um this conversation with. Okay, I'm gonna get, yeah. hope that I'm guessing right that it's the Brazilian real. Okay, that sounds okay. Oh, dude, you might be dead on with this. Oh, okay. Okay, so well, let's. I'm I'm going to pick the most expensive thing that I see here, which is eight hundred ninety eight comma zero zero reals. Let's see. Let's see if I got this right. <laughs> okay, when I woke up this morning. I never thought we would be doing, you know, money conversion from South America. Okay. $171. And that's the most expensive ticket that I've seen. Oh, geez. I called it. I so, called so, it. so hang on here. So then let's see what the, the least expensive ticket would be. And again, hopefully I'm doing this right because I'm certainly not an expert. Oh, dude. You want to know what the, the cheapest ticket costs? Oh, okay. Okay. 
I don't know what airfare costs Brazil, but I figure you and I should go book some right now because it's twenty eight dollars American. Holy jeez! That's what I would have paid back in like the eighties and nineties. <laughs> I I would now do that show just because it'd be like seeing them in the eighties. Uh-huh. I mean, granted, we're probably going to get mugged, stabbed, and or shot. Uh, uh-huh. But still, and, and for anyone who thinks that I'm like, you know, being racist or whatever, like, no, look that up. Like, there are places in Brazil where they give you a pamphlet that says what to do when you get mugged. Not yeah, if you get or, mugged, yeah. when you get mugged. Yeah, right? no, there are just some some places in yeah. the world that I would love to go to, amazing concerts, pro wrestling. I, I would love to see like a, a, a football game or whatever, like soccer. Um, but I'm just not going into that, that part of the world. Like, I'm just, I'm just not. I, you You know know what, if I had sufficient time to prepare myself mentally and physically, just to know that I I could take a little bit more of a beating than I can take right now, you know, (laughs) when I was younger, yeah. think about it. Like when we were like in our twenties, peak concert going time we could take a decent beating yeah you know uh-huh. because because that was just just part of it so it's like okay you're gonna get roughed up we're gonna be have some bruises possibly some broken ribs but we're gonna be all right, right. at this age fuck dude no i don't want to deal with that at this age you know um but yeah this is okay <laughs> So, so that was, that was Brazil. Um, I, I feel like we need to, we need to pick another country now. Do, okay. Do you want to look at the London show? Let's look yes. at the London show. Let's do that. Or do you want to look at uh, the France show, the Hellfest show? You know what? Yeah. Since that's a, a, uh, a, a festival, let's okay. see what, cause I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, one night of Hellfest, okay, would be less than per- perfect seats at you know kiss just headlining that'd be interesting so so yeah like one one night of hellfest okay i cannot let's, find let, let, let's go there i can't find the tickets june 15th well no i can't find ticket prices can you oh okay I'm bringing it up. It's going to the Hellfest site. Uh, okay, to, oh, Hellfest oh. is sold out, so we have to go to official re- resale. Okay. This is not easy. Okay. June. Official resale is taking place. Okay, we're almost here. Oh, for yeah. the love of God. <clears throat> Buy a ticket. Oh, where's rock when we need him? <laughs> yes. This is all in French. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I yeah. didn't even think of that. Okay. okay. Well, so here's got... the best part. There, We'd have to get on the waiting list to buy a resale ticket. Oh, okay. And can I just tell you how happy my heart is because of that? <laughs> like seriously yeah. Think, yeah. think about how many well, resale tickets were available at the new york show for kiss uh-huh. but hellfest this is all diehard music fans, fans not a single one of them is like, like fuck you i'm not selling my tickets uh-huh 
Like this is great. Okay, London. Let's let's find London. Let's see if there's anything okay. available here. All right. So what was the London show? The O2 Arena, July fifth. July fifth. Hang on, let me get down there. All right, tickets. I don't. You know, I honestly don't know why we've never done this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh huh. This is definitely our kind of fun. Oh, for sure. Okay, great ticket options. There's all sorts of VIP packages, but let's just go for great ticket options. Fan site. Hold on just a sec. First video inventory. Okay. So hang on here. We need to convert this to pounds. Um, would this be, would I look under UK or would I look under UK, uh, United Kingdom? Yeah. Well, I, I'm in my list here. Do I need to look for like the British pound? The British, is it the British sterling? Is that the guy's? The pound. Aren't the sterling and the pound the same thing? I don't know what a sterling is. Okay. I'm, apart I'm from my uncle's that. name. All right. So hang on here. I can't find it. This is embarrassing. Uh-oh. For the love of God, like I literally can't find a pound or a sterling. No, I'm not getting anything. Dollar. Okay, get tickets. Okay. Uh, I miss the days where you just get up early in the morning and stand in line and uh, see it is pound sterling son of a gun oh okay son of a gun i can't believe i actually knew that all right so the cheapest british ticket here is 68 pounds and in american dollars that would be 83 dollars american okay that's still better than the new york shows mm-hmm. and would you be in london yeah. Yeah, just like New York, I would need a I would need a week in London. Oh to yeah. Not, dude. To not 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 just for Kiss, but there's just all the other club shows. There's there's underground metal and punk shows playing probably every night in London. Yeah. Well, we'd have to see the Cavern Club, right? Where the Beatles played. Right. Because Lemmy was at the Cavern Club. There we go. Right. So so we've got that. We'd have to find Lemmy's birthplace. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd have to visit Steve Harris's estate where he has his soccer pitch and at least <laughs> try to take a picture of it. If not, um, you know, one of us is jumping the fence, <laughs> you know, right. And we do that. Let's see here. We probably need to find Bruce Dickinson's airplane hangar. Um, yeah, just like, seriously, I feel like we need like a couple months in the world. Yeah, for everything we want to do and see, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that, that's a lot of right there. Like, just, geez, you know. Wow. Okay. Well, I I feel we have done this topic to death and beyond. But, man, this this was fun. I would have never. Oh, I, for sure. I can't believe we haven't thought to do this before. To do this before with something else. Yeah. Yeah. Because there there have been other shows that we have felt are going to be outrageously priced. Uh-huh. Um, so, man, that's, that was seriously fun. That was seriously fun. All right. Well, um, I'm good. 
What? What? Oh, what okay. Do you want to finish anything off here? Uh, let's get into some tunage here. Some, uh, some music that, uh, like, okay, obviously Kiss, one of the most influential bands of all time. Oh, yeah. So, and there's been tribute albums, and so many bands have done covers with them, so I thought maybe we'll do some tunes here from a band that had an obvious Kiss influence in one shape or form. And let's go with this really cool band. Uh, they're, they had in the mid 80s a couple demos and the one self titled EP from Parasite. Just like Judas Priest, you know that Exciter, Running Wild, all those bands got their name from Priest songs. I have no doubt that Parasite took their name here from the classic Kiss song. So from their, well, their one and only self-titled EP, this is Parasite with Night Winds.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
Oh, hey, dude, you're obviously familiar with um, the movie Detroit Rock City. Yes. Do you have the soundtrack? I do. And not I only do. do I have the soundtrack, not only did I see it in the theater, I saw it in the theater with my mom. Oh, right on. She couldn't wait to go. <laughs> well, one of the highlights for the soundtrack is one of my all-time favorite bands is the Donnas. They did um, their version of Strutter. Okay, now just doesn't the Donnas sound so much like the Runaways doing that song? Oh yeah, dude. It's it's just it it's absolutely uncanny, and you can definitely see the influence that the Donnas had from not only the Runaways but with Kiss themselves. One of my all-time favorite bands, one of my all-time favorite records was the Donna's last album, Bitchin'. And that was a fave track of mine from that album. That was Like an Animal. Great stuff, great stuff. One of the... ah, One of, one of my regrets is... I was looking into maybe having the Donna's on the show. Okay, like that's a bucket list interview for me, but I it kind of got back to me like, yeah, they like mo most of the ladies are like are done with the music industry now and they're just not looking to be on anyone's radio shows. Oh, and all, which is which is too bad, which is too bad. Yeah, yeah, but so again, we got all of that really cool stuff and Hopefully someday when we're looking back with great music, we'll go, oh yeah, that band. Well, we featured them in our Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. This tonight's indie spotlight is just—it's just one of those random bands that I just discovered while pissing around on YouTube. You know, you go down the rabbit hole listening to so much cool music, and then something kind of catches your eye or slash your ear, and that was with uh, the band Reckless. Awesome, their debut full-length record sharp magic steel is available now good really really cool slice of um good old-fashioned you know 80 80s metal that you can tell was kind of updated with a more modern twist a more modern sound and i think you're really gonna dig what you hear so without further ado let's get into that this is reckless with sharp magic steel.
Okay, dude, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I had to drop a second track from an old, well, not old, but um, a 80s hard rock metal band, kind of bordering on hair, but just a really cool Canadian band from that era called Reckless. Felt cute. Let's do something like that so i couldn't resist that was the canadian reckless from their heart of steel album and the only single off of that that was hot and ready and that's one of those bands that up here we are our equivalent of the headbangers ball was much music's power hour and we discovered so many bands that way and not only just discover new bands, but obviously a lot of great metals not on commercial radio or anything like that. And there wasn't any internet or whatever. So I would read about a band, you know, in Metal Forces or even Hit Parader or Circus or whatever. And sure enough, boom, the following week on the Power Hour, there they are. Well, I can actually hear this band. You know, like that's just... I think people are spoiled with the internet today. Oh, dude, yeah. You know, I know I am, you know. And it's just, that's why I don't mind when I see a cool album, you know. I don't, I don't mind taking that chance, you know, because it sends me back to that magic place when we were teenagers. And that's, that's kind of how we did it. So both Recklesses you know, is taking me back to that moment. But right now, 2023's Reckless, recklessband.bandcamp.com, facebook.com slash reckless speed metal. Awesome stuff. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Oh, well, my friend, once again, thank you uh, so much for coming and hanging out and having a great chat and making my Tuesday night, you know, something better than just kind of vegging and waiting for Friday. We kind of made it our own. We made it our own Friday night. We sure did. Tonight, shall we say. So how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's where all the episodes, past, present, and future will be. You can drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com. You want to check us out on the socials, radmetal666, no shit, facebook.com slash radmetal. That's where I was going first. And then Instagram is uh, at radmetal666. If you want to follow us on Twitter, feel free. We don't do much there. Same as the Instagram. Um, and really, I know. I've been I got to get, yeah, get on that Instagram. I know, dude. Like, especially because you get you get all the cool records and stuff, man. People mm. see that. I want to see that. Um, okay, so we got all those. Um, you can find us anywhere you can find a podcast. We triple dog dare you to not find us somewhere. Right? We're everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, yeah. iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, wherever we're there. We are also on Spotify. Thanks to... The fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. A whole host of other podcasts, wrestling podcasts, 
Lifestyle Podcast. And you can find them all on Spotify there as well as mm. other fine places, right? But um, yeah, we are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. They also host our sister podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada, mm-hmm. where the host sounds strangely like Snowy. Mm, good so looking guy. Yeah, handsome fellow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think I've hit it all, right? Right on. Right. No, no, for sure. Thank you so much to get us on out of here because unfortunately the best part of my week is when we sit down and say hello and the worst part of the week is when we have to say goodbye but we're going to get on out of here we're going to introduce hopefully you know all of our listeners to a band um out of out of canada here their latest record fire cry is available now courtesy of moribund records they're doing a lot of really cool underground stuff let's uh go with um oh from from category six they're called let's go with the title track in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a kiss it goodbye episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off Mm -hmm.